on the road again. Think it with me, Trick. I can't wait to get on the road again. What did I say about singing? Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. Why don't you take a picture of the last lugger? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for another episode of Stories. Today's stories are about the family vacation. We've all taken them. Well, I'm assuming we have. We took vacations every year, and I'm pretty sure that everybody's had a family vacation. You know, going out with mom and dad and your brothers and sisters, if you have them, and going someplace to just take a break from being at home. We had the annual family vacation. It was at the end of summer. My dad was a very rigid man, as I've, <laughs> as I've explained in other episodes. And so vacation time was always in August, always the last week or two weeks of August. And that's just the way it was. There were no June vacations. There were no July vacations. August, that was vacation time, and there was always a family trip. Now, family vacations when I was a kid were very, very different than they are today. In those days... Family vacation was for mom and dad to take a break. We were just along for the ride. The kids didn't really have a say in where we went. It was where where dad wanted to go, where mom wanted to go. Primarily in my family, where dad wanted to go. At least as far as I could tell. I'm sure mom and dad talked about it, but it was pretty clear to me as a kid that dad made the choices for the vacations. Now, these days, it's very different. And I was guilty of this when I was raising my kids. Vacations these days seem to be centered on what's going to keep the kids happy. How are we going to entertain the kids? What do the kids want to do? When I was a kid, that didn't matter. We were kids and we went where mom and dad took us. That was the way it was. These days, well, will the kids like Disney? How about the beach? Will there be something to do for the kids at the beach? Oh, what if we go to Washington, D.C.? It didn't matter when we were kids. Dad wanted to go to Washington, D.C.? We went to Washington, D.C., and the kids, pack some stuff, keep yourselves entertained. It's very different these days. Now, I was kind of guilty of it. As I said, I wanted to entertain the kids, but I'm fortunate in that I like amusement parks. I like the beach. I like the boardwalk. I like the arcades. So if I'm taking the kids someplace to entertain them, I'm entertained too because I like that stuff. My dad did not. My dad did not like arcades. He did not like lines. He did not like noise. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. And that's what we did. So that was the family vacation. That's the background against which all of our family vacations took place. Wherever dad wanted to go, that's where we went. So when I was a kid, we, we never really knew where we were going until dad said, okay, we're going. It's something that we kind of were aware of, but it wasn't something that we had a say in. So we just packed up the stuff and went. And packing was always important because you had to bring things along to entertain yourselves. Now, remember, when I was a kid, we didn't have cell phones to play on. We didn't have tablets. We didn't have, we didn't have portable DVD players or VCRs or anything like that. There were no movies. There were no games. There was nothing for us electronically to entertain ourselves with. So packing for the entertainment purposes of the trip was books, board games, puzzles, other things that we could do in the car. We perfected, we perfected license plate bingo. 
We perfected sign games. We perfected the game of horse while we were driving. Yes, the game of horse is something my aunt gave us. And it sounds weird. How do you play horse in a car? It's not like horse on the basketball court. For those who don't know, horse on the basketball court, you take shots and you get a letter for every shot you miss until you spell horse and then you're out. Horse in the car, as you're driving along, you you watch the scenery and you look for horses. And every time you see a horse, you would call out horse. And for every horse that you saw, you would call out horse. So if you saw a field of horses and there were 10 horses, you'd go horse, 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 horse. And you'd try to get all the horses. And then, of course, as you started calling out horses, your siblings would see the horses and they'd start calling out. And then you'd have the fight about how many horses you got versus how many horses they got. And then you'd keep running totals of your horses. Yes, we we had to find very creative ways to entertain ourselves because that's all we had. So the game of horse was one of the big things and we had these running counts of horses and they would they would last from trip to trip. So every time you were in the car, you would bring your total of horses onto the next trip. So we would have records of like 150 or 200 horses. Now, how did you lose your horses in this game? Well, if you drove by a cemetery and you saw a cemetery, the first one to call out bury your horses cost everybody else the horses they'd accumulated and you got to keep yours. So it gave you something to look for while you were driving these long trips that we drove for vacation. So these are the things that we would do to entertain ourselves on the long road trips because they were always long road trips. We never flew anywhere. Trying to fly a family of five back in the day on what my dad was making was just not an option. It just didn't happen. We never flew anywhere. It was always a road trip. So we had to have these games to entertain ourselves in the car as we're driving along. So we'd have everything packed and we'd have our little games and our little books. And then we'd get ready to hop in the car and go on the road trip to wherever we were going. Now, assigning seats was always a battle too. Because remember, I had two siblings, a younger brother and a younger sister. And we were all within five and a half years of each other. I was the oldest, so you'd think that I'd have dibs on everything. Didn't work that way. We had to share equally. To me, as the oldest, that was always unfair. But to mom and dad, teaching us fairness was important. So we had to share the things. We all, three of us, wanted that middle seat in the back seat. Now, when I'm talking about the middle seat, I'm talking about the middle seat in the original family car, which was one of those ginormous station wagons you've seen in like the Brady Bunch, that big old station wagon they had in that show. We had one like that. The station wagon had what we called the Wayback which is where all the luggage would go and all the, all the accoutrements of the trip would be packed. And then the three kids would be in the back seat and we'd battle over who got to sit in the middle. I know some families battled for the side and you'd think with a game like horse, you'd want the side seat so you could look out the side and have a better chance to get the horses. But the middle seat in our family, even though you had that hump where the transmission was, the middle seat was the seat that we wanted because you could see out the front and you could see things coming and you could see the scenery as you were approaching it. The side seat, you couldn't see anything except out the side window or the back of mom and dad's head. That was boring. You wanted that middle seat, but we always had to share. Mom and dad always had us sharing. Okay, you can have the middle seat until we break for lunch and then you have to share it with your sister. You have to switch with your sister so that she gets a shot at the middle seat. Totally unfair in my youthful opinion, but we shared. Now, at one point, we upgraded from the classic family station wagon to a Volkswagen van. And you would think having a Volkswagen van 
would make a difference. For those who don't know what the Volkswagen van was, there is a link on the page for this podcast, and you can see what the original Volkswagen van looked like. Not the window van that's so popular with the surfers. It's the same body style, but we had the family van. And you would think that the middle seat battle would have gone by the wayside because the van had so much room. Now, we all still wanted that middle seat in the middle section so we could look out the front window and also have the view to the left and the right. So the fight changed, but it was still for the same thing, that choice middle seat. The back seat became popular at times if you were tired because you could lie down and stretch out on the back seat. But as a family of five traveling with all of our stuff, the back seat was always half filled with crap. So you were always trying to stretch out on top of a suitcase, on top of a stack of three puzzles. The back seat was not the choice seat. The choice seat was still the middle seat in the middle row of the Volkswagen van, and the fight always persisted. So once we got everything packed up, and once we were all situated in the vehicle, then it was off to our destination. Now, when I was young, my dad had different destinations every year. We never went to the same place twice until I got to be a teenager, and I'll tell you about that in a minute or two. But before I get to that, I'll tell you where we never went as a kid. We never went to the Jersey Shore. I grew up in New Jersey. I was raised in New Jersey. Not a single time did my dad ever take us to the Jersey Shore. My dad had something against the Jersey Shore, and I don't know why, but we never went there. I mean, as I've gotten older, I guess I can assume what he didn't like about the Jersey Shore. It's difficult to get to. It's crowded. The beaches are relatively narrow, and it's very commercialized. That's not my dad's style. As an adult, I discovered there are beautiful beaches in New Jersey. I've been to Wildwood many times. It's a great place. Point Pleasant, great place. Had many vacations in Lavalette. Some beautiful beaches there. And that's just a few of the places that I've been. There's lots of other beaches in New Jersey to go to. But my dad was right because it is very difficult to get to the Jersey Shore. You can drive from the southern end of New Jersey all the way up to the northern end with no traffic in about three hours. But if you're going to go down to the shore on that same road during the holiday weekends or even during a regular weekend, you can double the time because the traffic is so bad. It's so backed up because it's so congested. And knowing my dad the way that I do, there was no way he was sitting in that kind of traffic. It might take him five hours to drive to another state for a vacation or five hours to get to the Jersey Shore, but it was that illusion of motion where he was actually making progress driving somewhere, as opposed to sitting in traffic on the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey, that he just did not want to deal with. So I never knew that there were places like Wildwood or Point Pleasant or Lavalette, because we never went there. It's like the Jersey Shore didn't exist when I was a kid. We just didn't go. Instead, we went other places. Now, as I mentioned, in my teenage years, we wound up going to a place called Chincoteague, Virginia. And Chincoteague became our go-to place when I was a teenager. But I'm going to save the stories about Chincoteague for another episode because there are a lot of stories to go with Chincoteague and we went there for so many years that it could fill more time than I've got today. But before we discovered Chincoteague, we had some memorable trips. Now, I don't remember all of the details of all of the trips because I was very, very young. Some of my earliest memories are of some of the vacation things that we did, but I don't have vivid memories of a week here or a week there. I just have some memories about some of the places that we went to. And I never knew why we went to the places. As I said, these were places that my dad wanted to go or my mom wanted to go or between the two of them, they decided we were going to go, but we never had any input in these. It was just, get in the car, kids, we're on our way. 
And we went. So one of the places we went to when I was a kid was Niagara Falls. Now, I've been to Niagara Falls as an adult many times, and it's a beautiful place. And if you've never been to Niagara Falls, I highly recommend it, just because it's an amazing thing to see. And it did make an impression with me as I was a kid. Now, I was very, very young at Niagara Falls, so I don't remember very much about it. But I do remember we went the year that they shut off Niagara Falls. Hard to believe, right? Because we all see those pictures of all this water pouring over the falls and it just is a continuous stream. We went the year they actually shut off the American side. Now, I don't remember much about it except that there was no waterfall where there was supposed to be a waterfall. That's the only impression that I really have about it. And that's all I really remember about it. And I still, to this day, don't know if we went on purpose that year to see them shut off or, more likely, we went that year and, darn the luck, that happened to be the year they shut off the falls. I still don't know which way it went, but I do know that we went to Niagara Falls and it wasn't on. Somebody had flicked a switch and the American side was off. The Canadian side, where the Horseshoe Falls are, were still running... (laughs) Is that the way to put it? They were still running. Yeah, they hadn't turned the faucet off. But the American Falls, when you look at a waterfall that's closed, it's a giant cliff. It was nothing but stones and rocks and maybe a small trickle of water coming off the middle. And that's what I remember about my trip to Niagara Falls as a kid, at least as far as the American side is concerned. Now, we also went to the Canadian side, too, and I do remember being mesmerized by just the sheer quantity of water. This is the other memory that I have as a kid from our trip to Niagara Falls. Number one, the cliff on the American side. And number two, just the volume and the noise of the water going over the edge of the cliff on the Canadian side. Because there was a spot, and I don't know if it's still there today, but there was a spot where you could stand on the shore really close to the edge. Not close enough to jump in, but really close so you could see the water pouring over the edge. And there is something mesmerizing about watching that quantity of water just continue to pour over the cliff. The sound and the mist and the roar of the water, it can really entrance you. So that's one of the memories that I had. And that's actually one of the reasons that I wanted to go back to Niagara Falls as an adult. And I've been a couple of times. I've found that place And I still remember that feeling of being almost sucked into the river as it goes over the cliff. It's really an amazing thing to see. Now, I remember walking along some of the walkways that they had built up so you could get closer views of the water. We didn't do the Maid of the Mist, which is the boat that goes right up to the falls. I've done it as an adult, and that's also an amazing side trip. So if you get the chance to do it, definitely ride the Maid of the Mist. But as a kid, I do remember walking along the walkways, and I remember going in the caves behind the falls. It's really something to see. One of the other trips that I remember as a kid was our trip to Lake Champlain. Now, my parents, we didn't like to rent hotel rooms because we had so many of us. And really, when you have a family of five, you can't rent two hotel rooms because you have three kids under the age of 10 and you have to <laughs> you have to fit them all into a room together. So we would have one hotel room with five people in it. So you'd have the two double beds that were standard. And then we'd have to get a rollout bed for one of us to use. So we were all jam packed into hotel rooms. When we took the trip to Lake Champlain, which for those who don't know, it's in upstate New York, it's a, it was at the time a very undeveloped area, at least where we went. They still had, I guess, log cabins is the best way to put it. And my parents knew somebody, again, I don't know how or from where, but they knew somebody who was renting cabins out in Lake Champlain. So we rented a two-room cabin 
up in Lake Champlain. So we had a two-room cabin, three kids in one bedroom, my parents in the other bedroom. Oh, and yes, that's also the year that we still had our family dog, which happened to be a Great Dane. So we took we took three kids, a Great Dane, two adults, and all their stuff for a week in a car on a six-hour car trip up to upstate New York. And that was our vacation that year. How relaxing, right? I was very young at this point, so I don't remember a lot, but I remember there was a rowboat at the cabin. And I remember this adventure where we had the bright idea of putting the dog in the rowboat with the three kids and rowing out onto the lake. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, but there is an actual picture somewhere. And I, I, I've been looking for it for years. I don't know where it is, but I remember the picture of the dog in the rowboat with the kids. Yeah, that was our fun. (laughs) I also remember you can't really swim in Lake Champlain unless you're an Eskimo, because even though it was the end of August, the water is still icy cold. It is freezing up there in the Adirondacks, and that's where Lake Champlain is. So I remember jumping in the water and jumping right back out because it was so damn cold. So it's a great place to go if you like lakes and you like boats. Not so much for swimming. The other thing I remember about that trip, and this is one of those memorable moments, actually it was a memorable two days, that was the year that a hurricane, I don't remember which one, but a hurricane swept up the East Coast and everything was inundated with water. Rain, winds, torrential downpours, so bad that the five of us were confined to this little two-room cabin for two days. It was just so miserable outside, we couldn't leave the cabin. So picture this as our relaxing vacation. Two adults, three kids, a Great Dane, and no escape. Yeah, that was our family vacation that year. And that was it. That was the only vacation we had. That was it. I do also remember a trip to Washington, D.C., I was real little at the time. I've been to Washington a few times since then as an adult, and I recommend Washington. There's so much to see, so much to do, so much history there. Everything from the Smithsonian Institute to the memorials, the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial. I haven't been since they opened up the Holocaust Museum that I definitely want to see, so I recommend Washington, D.C. because there is so much to see and do. You can spend days at the Smithsonian without seeing everything. But as a kid, the only thing I remember was it was hot as blazes. As I said, we always took vacation in August. So imagine August in Washington, D.C. It's humid. It's nasty. It's, it was just unbearably hot. That's all I remember about it. I remember that, and I remember not going to the White House. I remember not going to the White House because my dad didn't want to stand in lines, and there was always lines to go tour the White House. You can go tour the White House, but my dad, with his aversion to lines, there was no possible way we were standing in line to tour anything. So we never went to the White House. I don't remember what else we did see. I seem to remember the Capitol building. I do remember something we kind of saw. It was the Iwo Jima statue. I don't know if you remember the picture from the Marines trying to raise the flag on Iwo Jima during World War II. It's a famous picture, and they've created a statue of it, and it's just outside Washington, D.C. It's near Arlington. And I remember my dad spotting it as we were driving along, and he really wanted to see it. And so we were about a block and a half away, and he was taking these turns, a left, a right, a left, trying to get to the monument. And we would go around a building, and we'd come out on the other side, and we'd be no closer to the statue, 
but we had a different view. So my dad would look at the map and he'd try to take another left and another right and drive down this access road. And there was the statue still about a block and a half away. And we still didn't have a place to park, so we drove around a little further, and 20 minutes of making a left, making a right, trying to find a parking spot. We never did, but we do have a great memory. I think the antidote to Washington, D.C. was the vacation we took, I believe it was the following year, up to New Hampshire. Now, New Hampshire is not a short little drive. We could have gone to the Jersey Shore and spent less time in the car than it took us to go to New Hampshire. But for whatever reason, my dad wanted to go to New Hampshire, so we went to New Hampshire. And again, just like Lake Champlain, going north for vacation, it's not getting warmer. It's getting cooler. And I remember New Hampshire was cold. I remember a lot of rain. I remember being on a beach and not being able to swim because it was too cold. It was just, it was just not a great vacation. I remember being away from the house, but I just, I don't remember it being a fun time. I just don't. It was it was away, and I guess that's what my dad needed. But boy, as a kid, you, you had to find your own entertainment. So, you know, we would learn to skip stones when we were at Lake Champlain. We learned to collect shells as we were walking along the beach because there really wasn't anything else for us to do. You couldn't go in swimming. It was too bloody cold. There weren't a lot of arcades or other things to go to. And even if there was an arcade, that would require money. And we didn't have a lot of money to spend. So we made our own entertainment. I think it was the trip to New Hampshire and the trip to Lake Champlain that finally convinced my mom to speak up and tell my dad, look, we are not going to cold beaches anymore. We are not going anyplace cold. We're not going anyplace supremely hot. We are going someplace nice. And I think it was that trip that led my dad to discover Chincoteague, Virginia. Now, when I say discover, I'm not trying to make him out to be Magellan or anything. He just worked with a lot of people, so he would ask around, so where's a good vacation spot where people will be warm, there's no lines, and it's a nice place to be? And that's when he discovered Chincoteague. As I said, I'm going to save the stories for Chincoteague for another episode, but we finally did discover Chincoteague, and that became our vacation destination for the rest of my childhood. It was a great place. It is a great place. I've been recently, and it's still a beautiful place to go. The beaches are amazing. It's warm. It's pleasant. It's nice. And it's something we'll talk about in another episode. Ah, yes. Memories. All the vacation memories. They're good to have. They really are. One thing we never did when I was a kid was amusement parks. We didn't do Disney. We didn't do Dorney Park, which is a park near us here in New Jersey. We didn't do Great Adventure. We didn't do anything where there were rides or lines, because those, those are two things my dad hated, rides and lines. So we didn't do them. I didn't discover Disney. Well, I knew Disney existed, but I never went to Disney until I was on my own. And in my 20s, I discovered the wonders of Disney World. And that'll be another episode of the podcast down the road. I love Disney World. Oh, I've been plenty of times. I love Disney. But as a kid, no, we, we, we heard about it. We just never went. The closest we came to Disney was watching a, a, a commercial for it on TV. Oh, another trip that you can take for yourself. I've been reading articles. They are shutting off Niagara Falls again. They don't know exactly when, but they are going to shut off Niagara Falls. So if you want to go to Niagara Falls and not see the falls, you can do some Googling and find out when they're going to shut it off again. And then maybe you can plan your trip and experience no Niagara Falls, just like I did as a kid. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for being here. I do appreciate your support. 
Thank you for all the comments and all the kind words. And thank you for tuning in every week. I really do appreciate it. You guys are the best. Until next time, you take it easy. And I'll see you when I see you.